turn your back, you're a broken man. They come around and just die in the shade your head. Don't expect you to understand. Just keep telling yourself there's no shame. They don't know about who we are. They don't know about you and I. They know by the stars of your Okay, welcome back. Oh, I just popped that off. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. But oh, honestly, yeah. Dennis, it feels like it's been ages. Well, the the my uh, mic was peaking. I didn't want to bring it back a little bit. Just tone it back. But welcome back. This is episode uh, 105. 105, man. Season so, five, episode one. Yeah. The fifth season of Cowboy Shit. Look at us. We made it to season five. I, we didn't thought, man. Here we are. We're four, four entire years down on the podcast, starting on year number five. Thank you to everyone who's listened so far. We appreciate it. And, uh, and we can't forget. We can't forget. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ted. I'm sorry. Hey, well, the thing is, is that we couldn't do without these special folks that you just talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, yeah. Well, for starters, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. It's holiday season, and you don't know what to get yourself. You don't know what to get as a gift for the stocking stuffers or your white elephant game or your family gift exchange. You're stuck. You don't know what to do. Well, Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is a leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And if my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. <laughs> <laughs> so get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with code HUGEBUSH from us to you. Check it out. They've got awesome products. We've been using them now for a few months, and we cannot be happier with how they perform. Did you, so, did you get your, uh, your body wash and shampoo? Yeah, man. Uh, I've been using it. Consistently. I use it every have, second eh? day, the hair wash. Oh, so you must have got yours before you left because I just got mine yeah. the other day. I've been using it, man. It's been great. It smells how good. About, it comes fancy. in a nice little squirt bottle, like a little bottle. Yeah. Just, it's it, metal. I've never had a metal uh, never had a metal bottle of I dropped the body wash in the shower today and it made a loud sound did it ding did it ding up your uh did it ding up your no no it wasn't very high up it just was a lot and i was like you know i wasn't feeling 100 this morning waking up after the week we just had in regina so it was just kind of a interesting way to start the day um but we can also can't forget about our friends at the circle four beverage company they've been on board now for a while now so we uh we appreciate everything they do for us check out their products ranch water and sweet water can be found basically any liquor store across western canada these days it's, it's getting pretty popular if not you can request it just by asking for the ranch water products you can check them out at circle for beverage company.ca i've got one for you with uh with uh manscaped little little tail little tail tail to tell a you manscaped tail okay yeah, well a tale of manscaped manscaped once again what, what, what i just just uh just yeah thanks again to circle four oh, yeah, you guys yeah, are deadly sorry. and then and then now you're good you're good that's all i want to say thank you Thank you, Circle Four. Thanks to uh, Courtney and Aaron. We appreciate it a lot. We drank a lot of ranch water now, and it's very interesting. Very, very oh, man, it's a, I, it's a staple in, in my fridge nowadays, so I can't get enough. Especially okay. after you got a couple flats out of Red Deer. I actually ended up, ended up giving that to some my family. Every time, that's the shoe. Everybody thing. wants it, eh? So wants it. Just like, and like, man, <laughs> I love my family and whatever, and I like helping people out. But anytime I go anywhere with any ranch water or cowboy shit merch, I, I never come home with anything. So I, I literally, they'll take the shirt off my back. So they have. Love you, fam. But also, take, stop taking my stuff. <laughs> okay. A little tale about Manscaped, Wacy. So the other day, I was uh, <laughs> doing some manscaping, you know, mowing the lawn with the lawnmower 4.0. 4.0. Oh, 
Oh, I man. can't believe I'm telling people this. Do you, but, okay, so do you do you start off by using the guard and then take it off, or you just go straight straight down, blade it? Okay, boy, blade, right to yeah. the wood. Just yeah, use <laughs> a little bit. I got a little unruly for a while, right? And like, yeah. it used to be always unruly. You have to trim it down with the old scissors. Just wasn't wasn't a good scene, right? But I can I add a little interjection into this story into that after that point. It's like yeah. I've known Ted now for like a long. It's almost we're coming on ten years of knowing each other. It's not. 20, it's, it's what was it? I think what 12 or 13, one of those years. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we're getting close to knowing each other for 10 years. 2012. Yeah. Maybe either, 13. Either, either, no, I don't know. It was a long time ago. 2012, those, I think, Quays. Yeah, one, one of those years. So we're, we're approaching our 10-year mark here as buddies. 10-year friendiversary. Close pals. And I, when I first started playing hockey with Ted, Huge anybody bush. who's played hockey knows you. You, can, <laughs> you see, uh, you see, you, you see, see your fair share of balls. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Ted was not very good at manscaping when we first became friends oh, man. and started playing hockey together. So I'm thankful that we have people like Manscaped in our corner to help Ted <laughs> do what he was about to do to his nether regions. So, so there I was. So there I was <laughs> in the shower with my Manscaper because it's water resistant. And it's, That's a uh, great feature of it too. Right? Yeah. You can just yeah. take in the wow. shower. It the light is perfect. Oh, it's not all, Yeah, you just you got a little combine light. You can just mm-hmm. combine it out. So, <laughs> so I, I was kind of in a rush. And I'd forgot to do it the last couple of days. So I just wheel in there and just, and the, you know, buzzer all down. I'm like, yeah, this mm. is, this is a lot better. And it was very freeing. Like it kind of cools off the, uh, cools off the area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then I get, uh, didn't think much of it. Just roll on, shower up, get going for the day. And then we have hockey like that night or the next night. And I look down at hockey when I'm in the shower and I'm like, holy shit. I gave my ball pro <laughs> a fucking bowl cut. And that there was like a distinct line. Cause I don't know where I didn't know where to stop it either, and I had to like. That's the hard part. 60. But there was That's like a the hard part knowing where to stop. Yeah, there was like a distinct kind of like bowl cut area that was you know between my treasure trail and the old. Uh, you want your chest pubes down to your ball throw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, where do you draw the line? That's the I, next I, thing. Like, honestly, man, that's a really good question because I wonder that often. Like, where do you draw the yeah. line? Because like, maybe some that's people what do the guard is thing, for. man. They just go went... like all the way. Like, I don't want to lose the whole treasure trail because then it like might be a little weird and it might like some, some people do that though so you might get itchy full... in the belt line don't yeah, know i don't know i don't know man it's that's a that's a hard question to ask and if anybody has the answer please, please let, let us know, us know. Yeah, but also it's kind of funny that you mentioned so that you it. noticed it at hockey but i didn't want to i didn't want to embarrass uh i didn't want to embarrass myself at hockey with a with a bowl cut on my ball throw thought that would be yeah so you had to ask storm awkward. to give you the thumbs up where yeah. which is that yeah. was leading into what i was going to say of it's a good the, call well, well, most most people would be more concerned about their significant other, what they think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but she <laughs> wasn't gonna make the boys. The boys she probably wasn't gonna make thing. fun of me though. You'd make fun of me for a bush. She'd be like, "Dude, what did you do?" Or uh, I mean, be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always just like looking at your bush either. So I, I may well, have gone, I may have gone well, unnoticed. But obviously, you were because you noticed it, 12 years ago. It's a fond memory in your. In your well, I just said no. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. When it's there, it's there though. It's hard not to see it. It's like remember uh oh, Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay and they go see in their buddy and he's, no, and he's in the hot tub. Yeah, that's what his name was. For that was funny. Yeah, it was, not, was, it was not like that. <laughs> that's too much. Um oh, okay, man. what else? Agribition, man. That was our big uh Agribition. Yeah, it, it was it was essentially like our big it was debut in the live in the live game in the live show game. You know, we did a few there at the CFR, well, but that was our yeah, first official CFR. like cowboy shit live gig. That's true. In a sense, it actually right? said, like that was, it was actually marketed as cowboy shit live. Yeah, which is kind of it's kind of neat. So yeah, we appreciate uh, 
yeah. Chris and the team taking a chance on us. It was, it was yeah, fun. Chris I, and Terry I, and I, just because the whole crew, it was a good time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun, man. We, we got to talk to some cool people and got some good content. And I, yeah. for, I'm happy to say that I achieved my goal of crushing 25 paralyzers. You did. Week. I don't know what the prize was. And you know what? And you know what? It's is funny because is there like a alarm going off at your place? Something's it's my, it's my, uh, it's my, is your room, but it's room my washer. Oh, okay. It's my washer. Um, but anyways, yeah, is your the, refrigerator running? Better go catch it. <laughs> Fuck man. My, my refrigerator looks pretty grim right now. There's not is much in empty? there. This beer. Hey, sorry. So you did your, we don't know what the prize was for doing 25. I, I, I think it was just a pride thing. You did but, it. I got but, to 20, but then I was it, gassed and I might've gave myself a dairy uh, allergy. Dairy infection. Still. Yeah. Dairy intolerance. No, I th- it was, it's funny because on paper, 25 really didn't seem like my, that much because we were there for like six days. So it didn't really seem mm-hmm. like much, but it got to battle, man. You know what, over... Chris? I'm kind of craving a paralyzer right now. Are you? Oh, fuck. I, could have like I, I don't want to have another paralyzer until the next aggravation. I could have one right now. That's it. One. Well, we went for lunch today and you wanted to get beers, man. That was the last thing I wanted. Well, I only I wanted like it. taste beers. Like I didn't I want to drink a lot. Still, still, man. I am the liquor. But man, aggravation. I, I was really, I loved being there because I got to see so many people that I haven't seen in years. I had to sit down and talk to my buddy Craig Stevens, talk to him for like four yeah. hours. Yeah, you guys really in. got uh, got after it there, Ante. Oh, man. It's, he's, one of my, he's one of my really good buddies and spent a lot of time around him growing up. So it was nice to... See, I haven't seen Craig since his wedding either, which is wild. I'm not a very good Been friend. A while. Yeah, not a very good friend. Um, but yeah, that was one element of it I really enjoyed. We got a lot of good compliments from people that I've known for a long time. And people who came to the show got good feedback and that they enjoyed what we were doing. So we appreciate that and everybody coming out. And whoever watched our live stream of the, yeah. of the shows, like that's really cool. That's another element added to the game. So and it was, uh, it was a, a step in the right, big step for us, I would say, the aggravation. And so. congrats to all the winners. At the finals, uh, yeah. going to whatever the fuck the NFR Open is in the spring. <laughs> That's a strange strategy. Best of luck. I don't know why the fuck they would call it the NFR Open. Yeah. So apparently the NFR Open is, you know, like the new circuit. It's finals. the new circuit finals, yeah. And it runs right over the 4th of July weekend. No, over top of Calgary. Fuck yeah, idiots. so like the fourth run, the fourth run, either way. I don't know who the fuck thought of that. You got your biggest paying rodeo of the whole fucking year, and you're going to put on a, an NFR yeah. Open? I don't know who fucking dreamt that up. But who that was, is who was telling shit. us though? Like their objective with that is to get to eliminate you. Get your weekenders going against your best guys. But I, I again, I don't... everybody that goes to Calgary's a weekender. What are they? What are they thinking? That, well, that was Roy. Maybe, that well, maybe that, it's like maybe I mean, like, if like so like Jared Parsons, like he to. qualified for. Like he's not going to go to the thing. So they, that no, gives like not during that gi- but that gives that gives like a person who's not going to be a Calgary a chance to go. I don't. Yeah, I don't maybe. know, man. I and I don't know if that's the like next one. I think it's gonna go the wrong way, and they're gonna have the, uh, they're gonna have the, uh, uh, the weekenders go to the NFR Open. <laughs> the NFR Open is gonna be how the weekenders make the NFR. Yeah, go. yeah, and I mean that's yeah, that's definitely possible. I don't know how the payout structure stuff works, but yeah, I don't know what it's gonna look like, man. It's either gonna be decent or really bad. Another dopey move on behalf of the PRCA. I just don't get the timing wise. Yeah, like there's so many other times a year you could have that. Mm-hmm. That just creating a new that. event. And you create it over to Calgary. Well, then, well, so what, even if you do, aside from Calgary, though, like there's that's Cowboy Christmas. So there's gonna be a lot of like small town rodeos yeah. that are gonna lose out on their people from their circuit that are gonna be at the, those finals. And it's they just might be end. taking it back to like Nampa or something. It might be an existing rodeo on that time. Maybe it's Salinas, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we will see and we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, um, but congrats to the winners who get to go. Yeah, exactly. Congrats. <laughs> great, great, great rodeo over there in Regina, though. Uh, uh, went, went 
awesome. Um, Saturday night crowd the... was rocking. So kudos, kudos yeah. to Regina. You guys got to put a good rodeo crowd out there. So it was fun. I heard a lot of the same jokes, a lot of the same, uh, um, what would you say? A lot of the same sing-alongs in the same order, <laughs> same times, same night. There's, uh, there's some, there's some uh, repurposed content throughout the week. That's for sure. Yeah. I think uh, one person put it very, uh, put it very well, but I, I'm not going to get into that right now. Anyways, uh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole episode and it's a whole other episode. So I guess <laughs> I got to say, before we go into this interview, uh, really enjoyed having Amber Marshall on the show. She was a total treat to work with that day. Man, that was a fun on the day. Show. That was a highlight intervention for me. We had a really good time. And Man, just... we missed talking about uh, <laughs> my, my cooking show debacle. Yeah, I think we should. I, I kind of wanted to get to that before we got to the interview, but we could also do that afterwards. Oh, I, yeah, it's, it's fine. Let's I, say I, that for the second you. half. All right. All right. Okay. Okay, so we got a funny story for you about cooking with Amber Marshall after our interview with Amber Marshall. She's a star of Heartland, and she actually joined us for the show. She even said shit a few times. That was cool. She seemed like she genuinely wanted to hang out with us, which is great. Yeah, I think she... It wasn't like, it wasn't like a chore for her to be around yeah. us, which was nice. I don't think it was. It might have been. I guess we'll know more. I, I mean, she was uh, giving, she was grilling me all day, so... We'll know more, I guess, when we... Uh, if we ever hear from them again. That'll yeah, be the, exactly. uh, the tell, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening again, everybody. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. We'll be back with an interview right after this. It's episode 105. Cowboy Shit. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a bit. And with a faint taste of cigarettes, you write a hallelujah song. And ain't it wonderful and feeling all right? So I tickle up your back, Okay, our next guest is the lead. <laughs> Come on, Lacey. It's not a lead. It's not a it's lead. A star. No, I was going to say star. I was going to say, sorry. Okay, I'll start again. Hey, ready? <laughs> okay, our next guest is a star of the CBC hit show Heartland, which has been running for 15 seasons now. Welcome to the Cowboy Ship Podcast, Amber Marshall. Thank you guys for having me. Totally redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for agreeing to do this. I was really nervous when I sent the like media kit over and I was like, yeah, the show's called Cowboy Shit. Like, is that? Yeah. That so where, did that, that, where okay? did that come from? What did you guys, uh, you're just sitting around one night drinking beer <laughs> and you're like, you know what? We talk about a lot of Cowboy funny Shit. So it's funny you say that. <laughs> it's a story. It's actually, this question has been asked to us a lot over the past like two months, but the way it played out, I was living at Ted's house at the time. And I basement. had my little, basement. Basement. my little basement yeah. room. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I was downstairs. No, he had a, he had a room. I was in my room. <laughs> he on had my a closed bed. room. I, I, don't don't know, I, I may have been studying. I don't know what I was up to down there. But Ted comes into my room. He's like, studying. hey, man. like <laughs> Studying. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, you want to start a podcast? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's let's do it. So we tried to, like, tried to come up with like, different names to name it. And we came, came to Cowboy Shit. And someone at Wrangler told us that it was never going to work. It was a bad name. and But here we are now. So take that. Yeah. Well, congrats, you guys. It's been very successful. Have you ever and listened to a show? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. It's, my, it's on my preset. <laughs> you get to download them as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Nice. Holy. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it, though. Like, I went to a course in, like, L.A. one time. I was kind of went to a few different things different times. And I met a guy that had one called Every Day is Saturday. His name was Sam something. I forget now. Sweet name for a podcast. Yeah, his, his podcast was called Every Day is Saturday. And yeah. he made a living out of teaching people how to make podcasts. And that was in like 2010 or 11. 
And I always thought for that whole time that I should have made one, but I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't pay for his course. That was like $2,500 US because I was too cheap and I was in school. So he had this thing forever and I just never, I was like, yeah, I should do it. I should do it. And there was talk rodeo with uh, the guy's name is Rick Thompson. He's from like North Dakota. Mm-hmm. He did one forever, but we just never, we just, I just never got to it. And then finally Morgan Lutzak was working with us at, at one point. She said, hey, let's get this podcast going for real. So we did it at the start of, uh, uh, end of 2017 somehow ted ended up with me as a co-host mm-hmm. yeah but yeah this is actually <laughs> season our first episode of season five episode 501 i learned pretty pretty huge uh like probably like biggest guest we've had yet here we are in a <laughs> conference it's room actually in, legit yeah in, in, uh, it truly is in regina at aggravation <laughs> <unit. laughs> when, when we live when like we 25 minutes apart in, in alberta yeah it's <laughs> exactly. fine well i any regardless i'm i'm very thankful that you guys reached out to me and uh and it's good to to chat, you know, I think that there's there's a lot of um, emphasis now on podcasts because, especially in the world that we live in, with things have been restricted and events and all that. So I think that in the last two years, people have really reached out and have been seeking just human connection, and podcasts are a really nice way to develop that and to show that. So yeah, I'm happy to be here and uh, and chat. Have you done lots of shows in the last, like, lots, lots of, of podcasts? Lots of them, yeah. You know, more than ever, but um, not too many in the last little while. But I think that it's really nice to be able to have a podcast where you can talk about all things Western, too. Because a lot of the podcasts I've done have been for different media outlets. And uh, this is the first real, you know, cowboy shit that I've ever <laughs> talked about. Yeah. So I think that it, it is good to, to be able to just kind of emphasize on all of the western culture that we know and love and that some people you know might not be exposed to but they see it through the world of heartland and through rodeos and things like that and we can just talk a little bit about that well and it ties in like to what we even talked about in our live show today with that being authentic and delivering it that way i think that's why people really connect to to podcasts and a lot of social media content nowadays is where you get to feel like you know the person it's Mm -hmm. it's not authentic rather than like a general interview where you're having your robotic answers to questions and stuff it's a bit more laid back and kind of get to know Mm -hmm. a real person that's a good way of saying it it's more of just a conversation as opposed to some of the typical interviews that are just question answer question answer and and that's you know us sitting around right now it's very casual we're just having a conversation and I think that that's how you really get to know someone is through conversation. And, and that's why. And podcasts are easier to listen to in that regard, is that you're just joining in on the conversation. Um, earlier, you mentioned that you like to keep, thing, keep things like it, it's got to be very challenging. Yeah, there's a, some, I don't know if there's construction going on. Renovations, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a really good room. What is it. happening? But there's definitely some hammering that's going okay. on. That's okay. You've got to dial focus up. Okay, man. focus in. Winner's mindset. Just, okay. <laughs> Put the headphones on, blocking it out. Um, but you mentioned that you like to keep uh, like your personal life personal still, and you can't like you. It's got to be challenging when you have a million, almost a million people on Instagram that that want to follow what you're doing. But mm-hmm. I just can't imagine the challenge to. Well, you to have keep to have that. a balance, right? Yeah. So it's that's the one thing I've learned over the years is in the beginning I feel that I shared too much. You know, I was completely transparent. I said everything that I was doing, everyone that was in my life. And at some point, you know, you need to keep some things for yourself. And um, a lot of fans are always asking, what is your husband up to? You never show pictures of your husband, you know? (laughs) And I think that there's, that's, that's my private life, right? Like that's something that is my own. And when you're in this world that is very um, exposed, I guess you could say, and everything that you do is, is out there for the public, I think you need to keep some things for yourself. And, um, and then they become more special to you, right? it's your own thing and so the photos that I share and things that I I have on social media are more about 
things that bring me joy, which are my animals, and things that I think will bring other people a smile too. So I started during COVID, I started doing some um, like weather forecasts and things like that, that just were, I mean, there was no, they were not legitimate at all, but it was just something that could bring someone a smile that might be sitting at home. And then, you know, you say, you know what, it's not so bad. Like it's a beautiful day out today. And so that's sort of where I, I came up with that. And I think that sharing certain parts of your life with other people is important, but not everything. It's important to set that boundary, right? So you can still enjoy like your your private life, but also still be connected to your fan base. It's a, it's a big thing having that clear line over the boundary because it's easy once you start blurring that line, it can kind of get to be be a lot, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And um, and it's it's interesting in the in the regard that I show a lot of my home and a lot of my um, like I live in the country. I have animals and and I kind of when I go to post something, I say, oh, should I share this or should I not? You know, is this for me or is this for something that I want to share with everyone? And there is that, that level of privacy, I guess, because you don't want to, you don't want to share it all. And you don't, you don't want people to know where you live and come well, and show up at your, th- at your yeah, door. Exactly. Right? Yeah, this is why we're doing the podcast in Regina as opposed to you two <laughs> yeah, coming to the, my house. At the house yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. You know, you need to keep things that are just for you and your family. And I think that that's, that also adds to the whole, we were talking earlier about being grounded and being approachable and you have to still keep some things for your own, right? That uh, that make you smile and, and things that you do. Because I'm not going to, you know, uh, people are always say, oh, you got to ride your horse today. I'm like, well, I ride my horse a lot, but I don't <laughs> share it every single time, right? Yeah. Because I feel like once you pull out your phone and you start documenting something, it lessens its value to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if I'm out and I'm on a beautiful ride, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Like, it, look at the view. My horse is being so good. I haven't been tossed off yet. Like, all of these things. <laughs> I'm enjoying that for me. But as soon as I pull out my phone, now I'm enjoying it for the public. So it's, it's, there's something different there. So I try to balance that, those experiences that I have for myself and the experiences that I share, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. We, uh, I, speaking of that, though, is there, uh, um, I guess what I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to like I want to get uh, I want to get to know you better though that side like as far as what you, what you can share what you can share but you mentioned uh, the show you record um, in the kind of the summertime so mm-hmm. like we rodeo and work in the summertime there's not a lot of off time in the summers and that's when you're working the 14 hours a day so a couple different things I want to know what like what the day in the life of, the, of shooting the 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 show looks like um, if there are any off days during the week what that looks like and then. The other the third part is is the off season. I, I mm-hmm. want to know what what that is like. What what do you spend your time on? What do you do? What do you do for fun? Like what what you know what she comes what on is podcast with guys like that. Yeah, <laughs> this is not that's not a fun. No, this is I'm public <laughs> engagement that you have. This is like community <laughs> service. This, yeah. I'm glad you bring it up because it's a very different schedule than your typical nine to five job all year round. And I'm actually very fortunate for that because it keeps. I'm a very spontaneous person by nature, so I like doing different things all the time. And I feel like this line of work is very um, accepting of that schedule. And so during the summer when we are filming, we typically film from April until September. And I wake up at 4.30, 5 a.m. I go out. And the summertime for me is pretty easy as far as chores go. All my animals are out on pasture. I don't have to feed anything like other than my dogs and my cats. It's pretty simple. So I wake up, spend about 20 minutes to a half an hour doing chores, 
jump in the truck, drive myself to work, which I'm lucky. I'm only about half an hour to 45 minutes away from all of the Heartland sets. So and that's, that's between High River and John Scott's house, Millerville. Yeah, and then we have a studio in Calgary. Yeah, so and that's Northeast, like 32nd Ave or 16th Ave? Can't tell you that. There's only so many uh, but no, studios. No, there it's not. So many. It's, um, it's actually in the Southwest. So it's, okay. it's just, it's not an actual studio. It oh, just okay. made it it's into It's your space. Studio. Okay, I got yeah. you. So all of the shooting locations I can get to within an hour, which is really nice. Um, so I can drive myself. And we, so as actors. You don't have a driver? Well, let me back that up. <laughs> I was actually going to say that. So uh, the insurance companies actually prefer that we have a driver because we are working long hours. So they want someone to be able to get us home and there in the morning safely without us being too tired because they don't want us to fall asleep at the wheel. If there's bad weather, all of those things. So typically there is a driver that picks me up. But the last two years during COVID, <laughs> no driver. It's Cut well, backs. it's cha- it's funny. <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> it actually, it just kind of changed the experience for me because I, I'm one of those people. I like to sit up front with the driver. We chat. We become really good friends. We stop at Tim Hortons. Like it's just. Yeah. It's do you buy or do they buy? <laughs> <laughs> per diem, per diem. <laughs> exactly. It's on the company. Um, and so. It, it was just a whole experience and I become really good friends with them and it's not just a driver picking me up. It's my friend coming to pick me up. And so when all the restrictions came in place, they now had us sitting in the back seat with plastic oh, no. up and we had to wear masks and oh, things like that. No. So it kind of, it changed the experience. So I finally just said, hey guys, I'll, I'll see you at work. Like yeah. you don't have to ask how I got here. I'll yeah. just see you there. Yeah. And so it, it actually turned into a really nice, like just, kind of thinking time for me I love driving um and so that gave me half an hour to an hour every morning just of alone time and just kind of like mentally warm myself up for the day then I could stop and grab my ice cap or I could do whatever I wanted in the morning before I got to work and so I I really did enjoy that and I would bring my dog every day so you know I've got my little sidekick there and it's just nice being able to set your own schedule too and I'm not one of those actors that's always late either so (laughs) so they were okay with it um but yeah it's so once I get to work I go into uh hair and makeup so we have a trailer on set that I've got this awesome hair and makeup team yeah and so they make me look good and then I get my wardrobe on and then we go into the studio or wherever we might be if it's on the ranch and we block out the scene so we look at the day so typically we film six scenes a day so we only go scene by scene so the first scene we go, we block it, it out. So we kind of figure out where we're all going to stand, if there's horses involved, if there's background performers involved, what's going on in the scene. And then they set up all the cameras. So that takes usually 20 minutes to sometimes an hour, depending on how big the setup is. So we go and we learn our lines and we kind of just like rehearse and do that kind of thing and get snacks and whatever <laughs> else we want to do. And then we shoot the first scene and we do multiple takes, different angles, all that kind of thing. So it can take up to three hours per each scene. And then we block out the next scene and so and just kind of go through the day. So it's it can be very routine and it can be very monotonous in some ways because you're doing the same lines. Like say the scene is very short. It's like three lines. You're like, hey, Jack, how are you? Oh, great. Just going down to the fishing cabin. Okay, cool. You might have to say that like 50, 60 times. <laughs> right? So you have to keep it fresh every time and you have to be able to bring a new... Um, not energy like, to it. That you're without, not tired? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and nothing like, oh, this is the 67th time <laughs> I've oh, said hey, Jack, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, keeping it fresh, I think, is the most important thing. 
And but being outside really helps with that. I find that when I'm in the studio, it really it kind of sucks my energy out of me a little bit more. Whereas when you're outside, especially if I'm on a horse, I find that it keeps my energy up. You know, like when you're riding into a scene, you all of a sudden have this energy that you can't just be like, oh, I'm. So and you've got to be on because you can't you can't yeah. give that you can't give your horses a any. Well, yeah, you don't want to drag yeah. the horse down either because they, yeah. they, yeah. they, they horses rely so yeah. much on the rider's energy too. Gotta be if alert. You, if you come in at it like you're kind of like, uh, I'm horses so tired. Are like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> and it's true, and it also goes the opposite way. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to ride into a scene and you're you have to have a lot of high energy emotions, so you're yelling or you're screaming, and um, that can really affect your horse too because they don't know what's going on, they don't understand mm-hmm. that we're acting. And some of them do over time. The horse that plays Spartan on the show is kind of the lead character horse. And he has been the same horse. He belongs to John Scott. We mentioned him earlier. And he has been on the show 15 years. So he actually, wow. I believe. That's, cool. That's really cool. I believe yeah. he, he understands the acting He's side of it. He, he <laughs> is because he will, once we do a scene once, he knows exactly what to do the next time. So say I'm supposed to ride into a certain mark, stop, I get off. He's supposed to turn his butt sideways towards the fence. If I do it once, he will do it the exact same way That's every impressive. single take. Because he's like, oh, this is what we do. Like I come in and, and he'll find his mark. Like we usually, for the horses, we use pylons or cones for their marks. And he'll see it from way across the field. And he will, like if I didn't touch him, he'd just ride into that cone and stop. Really? So, but I mean, that's 15 years of yeah. doing the same you thing. You both would have been able to grow together like, through totally. the shows of all, which well, is really cool. And we're really lucky that he was only five when the show started because most of the horses that we use on the show are 12 or older because they have to be kind of mellowed bomb-proof, out and yeah. bomb-proof and been there, done that. Ted's got to be able to ride. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Is, I'm not is that bad. The major- I, was, <laughs> I was very lucky that I rode horses before the yeah. show. So I had a little bit of history with that. But a lot of the actors that come onto the show, they've maybe never been around horses. So we need to have horses that are very, very quiet and used to this and not going to toss an actor off in the middle of the scene. And so that's another thing, too, that's um, getting to know the horses that are on the show is really important. And we were, like I said, we were lucky that Stormy was only five years old because 15 years later, he's 20 (laughs) and still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it is it's it's really nice. And I'm kind of getting off topic here in this conversation of a podcast. That's how it goes. um, So walking through the rest of the day, you know, we do the six scenes. We have lunch and I'm lucky we're fed really well. Like I am. Best meal at catering. Oh, I love food. And you get, there's always just a snack table available. And then at lunch they have, you know, three course meal and it's great. So we eat really well. That has changed a little bit over the last two years with COVID. Because we used to have, well, sort of, (laughs) not that bad. (laughs) But we used to have a buffet style. all around. You know, and you could go back for more dessert if you wanted and nobody judged you. And like, exactly. Like you could go back for four or five if you wanted but now you go up to a window and they give you it and if you ask for dessert they give you one and then if you ask for more dessert they look at you funny so um, that's the one thing that's changed a little bit is that in your rider like your daily rider must have pink M&M's I need a tray of Nanaimo Nanaimo bars do you you, is that something that happens on like on the show though (laughs) not not on Heartland no (laughs) but like is is that a thing on for actors like some actors like uh, not everybody on the show here's what I've heard is that you know when you're doing certain events you want to make sure that everybody has everything organized and ready for you before you get there even an event like this it's like Mm -hmm. okay so um if i want to have the signing set up and i need a chair and cards and sharpies and whatever else i need to have that ready so the whole like 
pink M&M thing, oh, yeah, where yeah. that came from, is that when someone arrives, they already know if their wishes have been taken seriously or not. So they may oh. not care mm-hmm. in the world, like if they have blue M&M's or yeah. whatever. But it's like if they arrive and they've asked for a jar of blue M&M's and they're sitting there, they know that they're probably going to have everything else ready as well. Mm-hmm. If they're not there, they know that they need to call someone to say, okay, so hey, this wasn't alert. here, so we should probably figure yeah. out if everything else is in place. So that's part of the thing with the pyro guys and like the big rock shows and whatnot mm-hmm. is it was partially a pyro thing too yeah. because then they know if they're working with a different pyro company every week somebody might get blown up yeah no it's true though like yeah. you need to know if people are on their game I oh, guess yeah, 100%. and it just makes everything run smoother so no nobody has ridiculous requests <laughs> on Heartland but um, we love your personal rider dude, what's yeah. the most <laughs> obscure thing that you have on your personal <laughs> rider I love this I love this question ah I don't have anything no like I'm, no I'm am. trying to think of just Spartan. Spartan needs <laughs> to be here. I'm not, sure. not going to go to work. Must have Spartan. <laughs> um, no, there's nothing that uh, that I have. It. And I'm really lucky that Heartland is such a like a, a wholesome good show, too, that I don't oh, have yeah. to worry about anything weird. Like, yeah. um, I'm sure if I was on a different show, I might throw a few things into my rider. <laughs> like, you you know? We, but and we kind of cut you off there. So we were still going through the day on what it, what mm-hmm. it looks like. Whatnot. So I had my great lunch. So I think we were yeah. at that. Go back, do some more scenes. Sidetracked by food. Then just <laughs> tangents. I like the tangents. <laughs> they're more, they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then at the end of the day, you know, we usually film out. It depends on what time of year it is because it gets dark at different times. Yeah, in Alberta, true. for those of you who aren't from Alberta, yeah. we are so northern that the lighting changes so much Drastically. between summer four PM and now. winter. Yeah, so in the summertime, it's light until 11, which allows us to film much longer outside. But, you know, this time of year, it's dark at 5. So... It depends what we're filming. If we're filming exterior night scenes, then it's great when it gets dark early because we don't have to wait so long. If we're filming night scenes in the summer, Sucks we have to mid- wait midnight. until eleven o'clock to come to work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it can. It just. It really depends on on what we're filming. And, and Heartland doesn't do a lot of night shoots because we're not really that edgy. Like that's more of a maybe Yellowstone type <laughs> yeah. idea. Dangerous. Um, yeah. So I think for us, we usually wrap up filming about seven thirty eight in the summer. And then I get back into my normal clothes mm-hmm. and jump in my truck and drive home and do my chores. Like usually, like I said, in the summer, there's not a whole lot to do. So I just go out and make sure everybody's standing on four legs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone looks happy and healthy. And if I have enough time, I'll go for a ride in the evenings. Cause that's one of my favorite things is I'll just grab a horse, jump on bareback and just go. It's kind of like one of those ways to just decompress. decompress. Yeah. And that people always ask me like, Oh, do you go home and you watch TV or you read a book or like, what do you do to decompress? It's, I usually just hang go out ride. with my animals. Yeah. And yeah. if I don't, if I don't want to ride or I don't have time to ride, I'll just go out and sit with the cows or like, it's nice just, to unplug and just like be yeah. able to be like present in that moment. And that's one it's of my so favorite huge. things is even just sitting in the grass out with the horses and the cows and you just like take it all in like them munching the grass and like just and like there's we have so much wildlife too and you can just watch the deer walk through and it's just there's something about it that is very grounding and I'm lucky I have that in my backyard because a lot of the other actors they go home to downtown Calgary hotel or apartment Mm -hmm. and they don't have that so many of them will say oh yeah I go to the workout room or I go swimming or whatever it might be but yeah, I'm really lucky There's that I have... Some will be able to like, sit out in nature and yes. animals and stuff, especially where we live, too. We're so fortunate to have like a beautiful yes. landscape and That's everything true too. on that. Like, There's something to be said for that. And then, so the schedule is essentially, ideally, Monday to Friday. And then mm-hmm. when you're filming, is it... Uh, uh, are you doing 
uh, you're doing certain scenes, but some of them might not add up to the episodes. Like it's not an order. It's not right? an order at all. Yeah, yeah that's all another thing too. So it can be a little confusing at times because we do something called block shooting, which is we take two episodes at once, put them together, and film them like a two-hour movie as opposed to each one-hour cool. episodes. And the reason we do that is to help out with moving from location to location to location. Yeah. So let's say we're filming season 15. We take episode one and two, and we film all of the scenes that happen in the kitchen first. Yeah. Then we film all the scenes that happen on the ranch next. And then, so they could be scattered. We could be doing the first scene, um, or we could be doing the last scene of episode two first before we do the first scene of episode one. So you have to really keep in mind the story arcs and where your character is at that point. Because let's say we're shooting a scene where I just got in a big fight with Grandpa Jack the scene before, but I haven't shot that scene yet. So I don't know how elevated we're going to get. I don't know how, you know, like... Just, am I crying? Am I not crying? Yeah, exactly. It's like, how did my character take this? We haven't even filmed it yet. But then I have to shoot the aftermath first. So it's just also having that understanding of how things are going to go and, and working with the actors over 15 years. You kind of establish those connections mm-hmm. and how certain scenes are going to play out. You just kind of you get that feel or that vibe from those people. So it can be challenging at times. And there's sometimes I'll watch an episode that's put together and I was like, oh, maybe it was a little too heated for what happened or maybe it wasn't heated enough for what just happened. And also with stunts, you know, we have a lot of stunts in Heartland with different horse things that happen. And so we have to predict what's going to happen before for bruising and clothing and dirt and that kind of stuff. Because let's say that we're filming a scene where I walk into the kitchen, I've just been bucked off. Well, how cut up am I? How dirty am I? Like We don't <laughs> yeah. know how that stunt's going to yeah. go. We haven't shoot it, shot it yet. So that's another thing too is um, my one, if I could pick apart things that I would love to see change is I would love Heartland to be a little bit more um, realistic in the sense of grit and dirt. You know, all the characters are very clean. They're very like well um, oh, prepped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm always like, do we actually do anything on this ranch? Because <laughs> I can tell you, when I spend a day at home, I my clothes are filthy. I'm dusty. I'm dirty. And and so that's the one thing that I've always tried to been pushing a little bit more is to have a little bit more grit. And when I say grit, it doesn't have to be Yellowstone grit. Like you don't have to get into you like drop an F bomb for the sake of dropping exactly. F bombs. Exactly. Kind of yeah. <laughs> not, so less murder. A <laughs> 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 little less. Exactly. It's less stabby. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you can still have that edge with you know how you present your characters. They can be a little bit more broken down in their clothing. Their clothing can maybe have some rips in their jeans once in a while, or, or yeah. things that you know actually happen when you're out working. Is Amy's middle name Beth? <laughs> it's a whole nother show. <laughs> you know, Ugh. it's funny you bring that up because I was chatting with, um, you know, Vern Elliott, the hat, yeah. the hat maker. He made my so hat. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll visit with you till the cows come home. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other day. I was, me too. So I was out at Vern's the other day. We were chatting about Heartland and chatting about Yellowstone. And he said, you know, I really wish that someone would make a show right in the middle. He said, oh, yeah. Yellowstone's a little bit too mm. intense. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's like, like murders and people are getting blown up and shot and all this kind of stuff. He said, but then there's Heartland that's just so wholesome and tame. And he's like, why can't someone just make a show right in the middle? I said, you're yeah. right. Maybe we should get on that. Cause more, like, more of a John Wayne vibe. Heartstone. Like, yeah. Like he's not going to, exactly. he's not going to drop an F-bomb, but he's, he'll shoot you if you're messing yeah. around. <laughs> no, you, no, it's true though. Yeah. There does maybe in the like future. Like the, like the vintage Westerns where it's like, there's still like that grittiness to mm-hmm. it, but it's not like Heartland extreme where you're like, you're, you're, or not Heartland, sorry. Uh, Yellowstone extreme where you're like yeah. blowing people up or like yeah. murdering them just for like, cutting your fence by accident or not really knowing you know <laughs> like 
<laughs> you're not whipping out the browning irons and whipping people yes. with some oh, bikers yeah. just for stopping in on your yes. land. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's kind of like a fine line, which makes sense. Um, something I wanted to ask. We're not even through the first question. Well, I'm at, there's, okay, there's so many. We don't even know what she does there's on so her days There's off. so many. Tan- <laughs> oh, she goes to the Longview Karaoke. She comes to watch me <laughs> yeah. perform. Okay, so that was. <laughs> we, better, we better go off on that tangent quick. So that was one thing where she was like, "I remember that where where I saw you now is Longview Karaoke." Well, so, like, so Amber and I have met each other a few times over the years. Like she's from Ontario and she's been involved with the Royal Winter Fair. She's announced there. I've competed there a few times. Um, so we got to meet there a couple times, and then I also uh, used to date a girl who lives in the same area. We cross paths a bunch there and then also also at the longview karaoke he's quite the late night singer late night singer yeah so <laughs> the summer that i quit riding bulls i was always, it was a sad boy summer <laughs> <laughs> licking your wounds yeah sad, I was, I, so i was like whatever trying to figure out my path and that was actually just before i moved into calgary into your place um but your basement for it all changed everything changed everything came around yeah so anyways my dad was managing a feedlot just south of longview and i spent probably every thursday from February till I moved to the city, basically going to Longview karaoke nights mm-hmm. because what, what else am I supposed to do? Like, Why I, not? I just, I, I'm 23 years old, just lost my identity. So I'm just going to sing karaoke <laughs> for months. <laughs> really good stepping so, stone. Yeah. So like, it's kind of a good transition phase for me. So I'd, yeah, I'd spend my, I, there'd be some nights where I'd do like a six song set oh, or I'd only yeah. be able to oh, sing time. once. <laughs> yeah. Like, <'cause laughs> get him off well, yeah. <laughs> Amber, Amber came and went in those She's six like, songs. Oh like, Who is this guy? I'm leaving. <laughs> What is well, this it's one of those yeah. things where it's like it would either be like bumping, like full, like full yeah. house. Like you would be lucky to get on the song list, or else it'd be. <laughs> or you're sitting there on a stool by yourself. Yeah, literally, it's like me and two buddies. Yeah, exactly. I'm singing like oh, "Picture" geez. by Kid Rock and like just <laughs> straight sad boy songs. But anyways, it's it's funny that that's the last memory Amber has of me. Is yes. Longview Carrier. Well, now I have a new memory. Yeah, new of memory. You, yeah, so. exactly. I've been able to reconnect, which has been good. So. <laughs> but yes, going back to what I do on my <laughs> days first off. First question. Yeah. Right to be your twenty minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commitment at 2.30. Uh, we don't have a long time. That's one nice thing about living in the country and having property and animals is that there's always something to do. You know, it's not like you're ever bored. And during the last two years when a lot of things have just shut down and people have been finding it hard to keep busy, my life really hasn't changed a whole lot. And I'm very fortunate for that. And I, I understand that I am lucky that I have lots going on in that regard. So um, my days off, like typically Saturday, Sunday, I have off in the summer. They're just keeping like mowing the grass and you know keeping up with my garden and my animals and going out for a ride and I'm also really lucky to have some great friends with big ranches around the area so if they need to move cows or if they need to treat or doctor or whatever I can like hey yeah I'll come over give you a hand and I just find that stuff fun people are always like oh that's so nice of you to go help your neighbor I'm like no this is really fun like I'm happy to be invited I'm I'm really glad I get to go that's like it's like a big thing like in cowboy culture to be invited to somebody's branding yes like oh that's yeah. it that's like if you yeah. if you're getting honor. invited to the neighbor's branding you know that you're like, like you're I'm, in. I'm in. he yeah. actually yeah. likes me so, yeah i can go do it yeah it's true though yeah. and it's you know there is that sense of community there's that sense of everybody coming together but it's also one of those things they don't want you there if you're not useful you know, <laughs> but, so but they, well, they, won't, they won't invite you if you're not useful, though, that's right? True. That's one thing I learned, especially on Alberta too. Like it's like it's like you're deep in the cowboy country, so they mm-hmm. can call anybody and have yeah. a million cowboys come on. But if they want to know that you, if they're not inviting you just for the sake of inviting you, yeah, it's not just like a helpful. party. There's yeah. stuff to there's cowboy there's shit to get stuff done. To do. There's yeah. some cowboy shit. And yeah, uh, yeah if, if you if you don't know what you're doing, you're basically just in the way. So I think that it is that's really a terrible nice. Terrible feeling. It is a terrible yeah, feeling, and I've brutal. been there because remember, I'm an Ontario girl who moved out to the west and just immersed myself in 
this cowboy culture. And in the first few years, I was really lucky. Actually, Tom Erickson, who's our stunt coordinator on Heartland, he really took me under his wing that first couple years. And his boys were just starting to team rope. And so I would go over every weekend. So that's basically talking about what I do on my off time. Before I had animals and a farm and all these things to do on my weekends I was actually living downtown Calgary in a condo and that's not me I'm like I'm not the girl who goes out shopping on my weekends I just so I had talked to Tom and I was like hey is there any way I can come out and just go ride on my weekends or or put me to work like I don't care what I do I just want to kind of learn this cowboy culture and he's like yeah no problem he's like the boys are always roping steers on the weekend like come on out so he'd always lend me a horse. They're out there roping in the arena all day long. I would either just park myself and watch and be like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, oh, I got a really slow old steer. Track this one up and start swinging your rope. And so Wyatt Erickson, who's actually at this, um, he's team roping in the Agribition Rodeo this week. Uh, he Like, I grew up with them when my he, first... Doesn't he date Bailey Switzer too? Is that right? Wyatt Erickson? Or am I thinking wrong? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? Okay, maybe I'm mixed up. There. I don't have my, I'm not really I forget too now. deep on who's dating okay. who yeah, these days. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hot rodeo goss. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, but, um, but so you hung out at the Erickson place all the time. Yeah, so the first two years I was in Alberta, I would go out there every weekend, and I would just sit myself on a horse, and then I started, he, like, Tom took me under his wing. He's like, here, come on, like, rope this steer. And yeah. So I started doing that a little bit, and that really kind of settled my soul in the west like soon as i started doing that kind of stuff i was like oh this is where i, I want to live here, yeah, yeah i want to be here so season two i full-time relocated to alberta i bought a little property and was like this is i'm gonna do it right like i'm gonna be here and uh since then have have moved but i just think that i really do i owe it to the ericsons for kind of taking me under their wing and showing me that cowboy shit right like <laughs> really saying okay i understand that you're this english rider from ontario we're yeah. not going to hold that against you come on over here and learn this and i dove in with two feet and so that's kind of how i started to learn that cowboy culture and the ways of the west and that kind of bridged the gap to allow me to be able to do some of these things like you said be invited to the brandings and go move cows and and help out which i just i can't get enough of it yeah. Uh, so then, off season is September to April. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are what are those months like besides being home and looking after all the critters? Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's one of those things where it's such a change of pace. Like I'm used to working 14 hours a day, waking up at 4:30, being busy all day, and then also still keeping up with social media. And there's like a whole new aspect of what I do now I think that 15 years ago when the show started I didn't have Instagram I didn't have Twitter I didn't have all these extra I know I did (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so (laughs) and then I went to a little Blackberry Pearl and you know you think about all the (laughs) you think about all the different levels of commitment for your like after hours engagements mm-hmm. and now with social media it can be very time consuming we can be on 24 7 if, oh, you, really want to be, if right? you let yourself yeah, yeah. yeah and that's one thing that i'm i am very strict about because i do do all my own social media so i'm like i'm not going to be sitting there at night if you know my husband wants to sit down and watch a movie i'm not going to sit there on my phone like yeah. i'm going to put it away and i think that you really have to be disciplined in that regard too but as far as what i like to do during the the off time um Usually on on a normal year, I do a lot of different appearances and events. I travel around quite a bit and um, go to different rodeos, host different things. And I find that fun, but I also am a bit of a homebody. So I like to stick fairly close to home. 
And I also do different things. Like I, I have a magazine that I'm the publisher of and I write the majority of the articles myself. So that does take a fair bit of time to put together and decide who I want to interview and what I want to write about and get all my pictures together. And I'm lucky my husband's a photographer, so I get all those photos taken at home and I don't really have to book those. Um, we put together a calendar every year. So I always say, okay, honey, like let's go out, saddle the horses. We'll get some photos for the calendar. And so putting that stuff together and then I do a little bit of merchandise. I have some jewelry and some clothing and things like that as well. So it does keep me fairly busy. And then another kind of side project that not a lot of people know I dabble in, but I love real estate and I love buying and selling properties. Um, so I just purchased uh, a month or two ago a, a little commercial property that's got an apartment above it, and I'm gutting that right now. So I'm trying to take on a lot of that stuff myself too, which I enjoy because I like being able to be to work in a physical job, but then see the the improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you when There's you got a place, for your work, yeah. yeah, like you you see the before and the after, and you're like, I did this, and like you, it's it's a proud feeling. So that's what I've been doing the last couple weeks is. Um, like just patching drywall and painting and d it was it was pretty it needed a full gut so that's the, the glamorous life of, life of yes. Canadian TV <laughs> yes <laughs> but, but actually, you know what it's, it's actually a flipper in my it's in those things that also help keep me grounded mm -hmm. too right because you need to do a little bit of gritty work in order to just keep your, your soul humble, keeps grounded humble, right? yeah, yeah it does yeah. and so I mean I don't do all of it myself I have lots of very handy friends that come and help me with plumbing and electrical and all that kind of stuff that I don't need to touch but um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun just for me picking out colors and floors and, and just seeing this, the start and the finish of a project too. And, uh, so what about the fun stuff other, other than that? Like, that's like not are fun. You, are you, uh, hey, about, I mean like, karaoke fan I mean like Wacy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wacy and I do some golfing here and there, right? but is there hockey? Some, yeah. Is there some skiing, skiing you in the what? off season? I'm, uh, are you a big puzzle? Do you do lots of puzzles? Maybe. Yeah. Are you into puzzles, puzzles or knitting no. or like, like no. board no. games? No, yeah. now that None you're asking the all these things, I feel yeah, really boring. <laughs> Which um, I know, because that's not the thing. You just listen off like a thousand things that's that I was working on too. So yeah. I'm not, why you crochet in your spare time? I got a dabble. Puzzle guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I actually just, I, it sounds so cliche because of my character but I just love hanging out with my horses and so when I get time to just be able to and in the winter in Alberta it's not ideal to ride outside the no, majority no of the fun. winter so a lot of times I'll just load up a couple horses and go to the arena and even if I'm just by myself you know I, I rent some space somewhere and just go for a ride I just I feel like that's my physical because I'm not a person who goes to the gym I don't like I don't really play any sports other than anything in the horse world so it's nice for me. That's how I get my exercise throughout the winter. It's how I keep busy. And then I feel accomplished too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you feel like you've actually done something in the day. Um, so, and that can take up four hours, five hours of Let's your like, day. Yeah, By yeah. the time you catch your horses, load your horses, drive somewhere, ride your horses, mm -hmm. load them back up, make sure they're dry, put them back outside. Like it, it can take up a, a lot of time. time. Them damn things. Yes. <laughs> I know, tell me about it. It's a good thing. I like the suckers. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of thing. And then, um, so I might spend my morning doing that and then I might go and, and do some, flipping <laughs> some house flipping <laughs> in the afternoon and uh that definitely fills up a day and then you add social media into it and the other hey, things I'm that house. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so i mean it can be it can be very busy in the winter and it's just different it's i would say that my my life is more programmed in the summer so i know exactly what schedule i know that i'm gonna wake up at 4 30 i'm gonna go to work i'm gonna get home at 7 30 that's my day whereas in the winter i'm like okay so what am i gonna do today and sometimes yeah. it can be more 
chaotic because it's like, oh, maybe I'm going to go ride. Now I'm going to go do this. Now I'm going to go do that. And and I try to see my friends and family too because I don't get to see a lot of mm-hmm. them during in the, the summer. summertime. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I got I got like three uh, three. Uh, points I want to hit here. Uh, mm-hmm. Brady Whiteside won the round mm-hmm. in the barrel racing last night, and you mentioned her being one of your stunt yes. doubles. Yeah, so um, people ask me all the time, do I do my own stunts? Yeah, some and of them. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, too, is is when when you're an actor on a television, there's a lot of restrictions because of our insurance companies. So mm. our insurance companies, they make sure that everything is kind of good to go so that we are not going to hurt ourselves mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that would be bad don't hurt the talent exactly (laughs) so most insurance companies won't even let actors go over a trot that's like in their conditions and it says right there like um actors are only allowed to trot and anything past that stunt doubles must be brought in so several years ago i wrote a big letter to our insurance company and i said you know here is all my horse experience this is what i do with my own horses here's what i've done in the past here's my schooling all that kind of thing and so they do allow me to do quite a bit. And um, and I, we've been really lucky over the years because that adds to the realism of the show. You know, if you could only see me trotting and then it cut to horses' legs and faraway shots, mm-hmm. you would know, okay, it's not her, right? Um, but there are times when we need to bring someone in who has a special skill or to make my character look good. Cause anyone who's seen Heartland knows that Amy Fleming can do anything. I mean, like I, I look at all the things <laughs> I look at all the things my character does. And, wow. She is a talented girl. Um, but there are a lot of real stories that I think make sense when you bring in someone really talented, like Brady Whiteside, mm-hmm. who can like, she barrel races, she team ropes, she breakaway ropes, like she and trains horses. Um, so that's very similar to what my character does. And so this year we had a few moments where I was supposed to be training on a horse and had to do some breakaway roping. And so I said, Hey, you know, like Brady could do this. Like she's a great breakaway roper and got the blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she came in and did that. And I think that was her first time on a movie set. So that was kind of fun for her and for me. And then her dad has actually done stunts, um, for bronc riding on Heartland like started season one and then came back last year to do Travis. Some, yeah, Travis Whiteside. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was really funny actually because he, he retired Bronc Rider, but um, season one was 15 years ago. So he wasn't like <laughs> he that was far out of then. retirement, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, because it's the show is just the show that never ends, right? So he did some stunts for us season one and then they asked him last year, they're like, hey, Travis, like we got a, we got a Bronc stunt for you again. And he's like, you know, it's been 15 years <laughs> since I've been. I'm old on. now. <laughs> yeah. And he did a great job. He came out and did it. He had to get tossed. So it worked. Oh, he did it still. Oh, yeah, he did oh, it. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, so good on him. And we've got such a great team of stunt performers that come in and, and just make the show look real, right? Because that's oh, yeah. the thing, too, is you want people that actually know what they're doing. So when you watch the show, it, it looks legit. The, uh, there's a few others. Uh, uh, Nikki Flundra mm-hmm. d- has done lots of work on uh, on Heartland. Uh, a couple other names in the rodeo world. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I don't um, know. The, Lindy Lonsbury has yeah, done. Okay. So Lindy has been my stunt double. Like I want to say my main stunt double all 15 years. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's, let's say, because another thing, and I'm getting sidetracked a little bit, but it's not just about stunts. It's also about timing because we try to fit a lot into a day. So say there's a scene where I have to be like, it's a close up scene where I'm talking with Jack or whatever. And then there's another scene in the day that's just my character riding across the field way in the distance. Well, they're going to keep me to do the close up talking stuff and then they'll take someone like Lindy 
and go on a different unit with a different camera and just film a bunch of scenes of her riding across a field so that they can use their time more efficiently. So we've usually got two to three cameras on set at all times. So we might have one stay with me and do the like scenes work. And then we'll have another camera go off and just do like the distance kind of thing too. So Lindy's okay. been around all 15 years. She's a great double for me. There's a lot of times when I see a shot that I know was her that I was like, wait, is it me? No, that was her. <laughs> like, so uh, it works really well. And then, um, if we need someone, because Lindy doesn't really jump or she doesn't rope as much. So if we need a specific skill, then we bring someone in who has that specific skill. Okay. Okay. Another, sorry, you got one ways quick? Well, you go ahead and then I'll, okay. I, you'll, you'll I, circle I've back. I've been saving mine, so you, 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 you keep going, buddy. Okay. You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of notes over here. My, uh, I got my notes in my brain. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. He's making this shit up. All he has in there is right now is paralyzer, milk, two percent milk, Dairyland. So I, I wanted to go back on the on the acting side of thing and and just talk about maybe some acting coaches or mentors on that side of mm -hmm. things. Just like what what is that skill in your in your toolbox, like in your in your repertoire? What does that look like on on a yearly basis? That's a good question. Um, it just kind of happens. I think that I think for me the fact that I play a character very similar to the way I live makes it that much easier because I'm prepping for my character every day of my life. You know, like I said, I'm going out and moving my friend's cows or going to a branding and then I go to work and pretend to do all those things. So I already have the knowledge of what it would look like in a real life setting. So that really helps. If I was on like a spaceship show or something and I had to be looking out at galaxies that have never been found before, <laughs> I might need some like channel my inner like astronaut. Watching Star Wars yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I am very fortunate that I am on a show that is so similar to my lifestyle. So that kind of already starts in the fact that that's my training. Okay. But I am lucky that I started acting very young. I was eight years old when I started in theater. And so you, you, I think, absorb so much when you're a kid, right? You're watching other people. You, you learn. I also went to an art school in my elementary school years. So I went to Lester B. Pearson School for the Arts, which I was really lucky to go to um, from grade four to grade eight. Um, so I learned a lot there. They had acting classes. They had visual art, which I'm horrible at, so I don't. I must not have gone to those <laughs> classes. Um, we had music class. We had dance class. We had a little bit of everything. So it kind of that developed my art side, I guess you could say, early on. And then when I was going through high school, I had an agent out of Toronto, and so I did some acting lessons with them. And I also just took some like extracurricular acting lessons as well. And I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Sort of like what you guys are doing. Like I'm sure when you had your first podcast, it, it, was bad. Not, it, was it not failed good. miserably. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's always a learning process to it. It's one of those things that as you go, you become more comfortable. Um, so that's the same with with what I do you know every year that I do Heartland I feel like I I just absorb the role better and just learn how to to act better too so we gotta we gotta get out here in uh, six minutes so I got I want to ask what's next after Heartland we got can our I definition go can I go first go ahead I have, a, I have a good one I've been saving this one for a long time <laughs> okay okay wait. okay go ahead, Wacey. <laughs> okay we, we, we mentioned we mentioned I'm sorry if this is I'm sorry yeah, okay. no, no, it's a good question. It's legit. So okay, we, we okay. talked about bridging the gap earlier. Mm -hmm. So how important is it for you to be part of something that has like Western lifestyle and agriculture mm -hmm. in the mainstream? Because that's like we talk about a lot in podcasts is like there's a disconnect between rural and egg and especially like in like on the rodeo side of things, too. It's, it's like how important is it to be part of that? That's getting us in the public eye on the mainstream. 
That's a really good question, Wacy. I'm not, I got some wealth up here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, an edu- I'm an educated fella. It, it is true, though, because I think that you're right. There is a disconnect, especially right now with rural culture. You know, when you're in it and you're consumed in it, you've usually grown up with that being part of your life. But someone like me, I grew up in the city. And I think that I, I really appreciate the Western culture because I was not just born into it. Um, so growing up, I grew up in London, Ontario. I always had horses. I was very lucky that way that my mom was a huge horse lover. She had horses when she grew up. So she's like, I really want you to experience that. Because she's like, those were the best years of my life. She always said that. You know, my teenage years when I had horses, those were the best years of my life. Um, until, of course, I came around. Um, <laughs> so, I I was able to experience horses all through my youth, which I love, and I really do think that they that experience shaped who I am for sure. Um, but then getting Heartland and moving out west, I became absorbed in a whole new just idea of Western culture. And I loved the idea of like cowboys. Like I was always like, oh, that's so cool. Like I want to wear a cowboy hat. And I went, and then I never really realized the impact that the West would have on me until I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And now living in Alberta for, you know, almost 15 years and really being in that whole Western culture. Most of my friends um, own and run big ranches. And so I really get to see that side of things. And and I really respect it. When I see the work that goes into, you know, they're out there, let's say calving season, it's February, it's minus 40. They're out there at all hours of the night, pulling calves, like it's the amount of dedication and true grit that it takes to do cowboy shit, Mm -hmm. you know, is very, very admirable. And so it's really kind of made me not only inspired, but really value that culture. And the fact that we can share that on Heartland and other people from around the world. I mean, I get messages from people in Europe, Australia, Mm -hmm. Italy, Germany, where like wherever they might be, they recognize that cowboy culture through Heartland. And I think that that the fact that we can share that to the world is is really cool. Can I just add one more thing onto that? You got four minutes. Okay, so <laughs> what? Okay, so what are some ways we can do better to connect between that urban and rural? That can bring that bridge together. You know, events like the Western Canadian Agribition, where you get to bring in, and this year was really unfortunate. They couldn't bring all the school trips in mm-hmm. because of the restrictions that are in place. But having the opportunity for kids who grow up in an urban environment be able to experience the Western way of life or rural living and farming, agriculture, I think is so important because there's such a disconnect between where your food comes from. And, you know, you ask most young kids who live in the city, like, oh, where does your food come from? It comes from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, and no they have no idea yeah. the, the time and the effort and the dedication that goes into, you know, farming and agriculture and ranching and all those things that is like farm to table type thing. So I think it's really important for our youth to see it firsthand. And then from there, you just, you create that experience and that education that will take them through their whole lives. So, so you've, uh, Heartland's currently airing the 15th season. You, the, you and the crew, you're thinking getting to 20. Uh, you, we talked about earlier, you're not really interested in going away from Alberta now. So unless there's uh, jobs close to Alberta, that kind of thing, um, yeah, you know, right, I've sta- never been close- someone who closes doors before they open. Yeah. So I just look at every opportunity as they present themselves. And I think, okay, I weigh out my options. Is this something that I'm going to be happy doing? And that's the biggest thing is I don't want to, I don't want to relocate myself. I don't want to move. I don't want to do something that doesn't really feed my soul. And so I love acting, but I also love 
my home and I love Alberta and I love my animals. So I'm definitely open to doing other projects in the future, but I would hope that I can always find that balance between my home life, my personal life and whatever I, whatever acting presents itself. So, Wacy, last question before, okay, okay. Uh, before okay. we get going. And this has been great. We really appreciate you taking the time. We'll have <laughs> yeah. to do it again. And go, I have a million other questions I could ask you. So <laughs> yeah. we definitely could get some more content here down we, the road. You got another thing at 2.30 or 2? We've got to get going at 2, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Two. Okay. So this is the question we ask all of our guests. Uh-oh. What is your definition of cowboy shit? Or cowgirl shit. Or cowgirl shit. <laughs> it's not, we're, we're, we've we've yeah. got some stuff happening with that. So it's not yeah. just cowboy shit. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, my definition, I think I, I've brought up the word grit a few times. And I think that, you know, when you're really immersed in that culture, you have to have true grit and you have to be willing to get some cow shit on your pants. You have to be willing to get down there, get dirty and, uh, and be physical too. You know, like I'm going to describe cowboy shit as a branding. It gets wild. It gets yeah. Western. You know, there's get bucked off. It, it can be <laughs> dangerous and you just have to be on your toes and ready for anything to happen. And I think that that's exactly what that means is that you can't be wearing your favorite sneakers there that day. Like you have to be ready to just dive in, get dirty and work hard. And that's really what it comes down to. I like it. Thank like you. It yeah. Thanks for doing this. We uh, we're right at eleven uh, yeah. or what one fifty nine. We don't mess around on this. Oh nine. So we got to get going. Very strict timelines. But again, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining us on the show today. <laughs> Here, Amber. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks. Well, for maybe we'll to meet up in the Longview Bar for karaoke night. Yes, yeah, I need Continue to get back down this. there. Only in the off season, it sounds. Yeah, like. off season. Yeah. Off season karaoke slash pod round two. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Amber. We appreciate you doing this. My pleasure. Take care, guys. All right, Heartland Sunday nights on CBC. Tune in, or uh, I mean. If you're internationally, I guess you got to find another way to watch it. But mm-hmm. there's a few other ways where people can find it now worldwide too. Yeah, that's Maybe. good, man. There's, Anyways, there's CBC 20, Sunday it's 2021. Nights. There's lots of, stuff to, lots of places to find watch. It. Lots of things. Watch. It. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Amber. <laughs>
cookie show idea came from. But I think that was Storm well, and Katie. Were, well, no, they already stuff. Amber was already set for that. Like she had already had right. her ingredients already ready for that. And then something happened. I was like, well, hey, is anybody introducing her for the show? And I was like, we'll just come down and like introduce you if you want. If if you want, like you know, same thing as here. We'll just yeah, please welcome to the stage, Amber Marshall. And then we'll get out of the way. And she's like, no, you guys can kind of like co-host if you want. And we're like, okay, yeah, cool, okay. And then next and we're thing not, I know, I'm like I'm not a cook by any means. No, no, Wacy knows Wacy can do a mean grilled cheese, and that's kind of like. Kinda I have a few. I have a few sneaky dishes I can make that are pretty decent. But other than that, I'm pretty useless in the kitchen. So, but anyways, so yeah. Wacy turns out we uh, learned something about Wacy. He doesn't know how to run a blender. So okay, w- okay, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, man. That blender was hard to run. That was a, a high tech. Had, that was a high tech blender. It had a locking lid and it really stumped him. And uh, so he, we went to pour the. <laughs> we're making French toast, a couple different versions of French toast. So we got the eggs and we whipped them up in the blender. And then we went to pour them out in the, in the dish. And I just let Wacy have it. And I, you know, like let him have the thing. And I was like, okay, you got this. And he goes and then he fucking spills all the egg whites. And the lid blows off because he didn't open the. I lid. actually didn't spill any of the egg whites. Okay, they okay. stayed in the thin in the tray. You didn't. It looked a lot worse than it was. Like when you get hung up in a bull ride and it looks real bad, but you actually yeah. come out pretty unscathed. Out pretty it looked just... a lot worse than it actually was, but I made oh, it out geez. all right. It was pretty hilarious. It was Wacy was cra- cracking himself up after laughing. Oh, I think I, I was pretty much off. crying. I was crying. Yeah, he was crying. I Amber couldn't even keep her can keep her shit together. That was wild. No, we really that just was funny through there. But, but hey, hey, in my defense, I held my own pretty well, damn well in that kitchen. Yeah. I was good at cracking eggs. It was good. It was good. And I actually learned how to cook French toast. I actually didn't know. Funny story how I learned to make French toast is from Amber Marshall on a cooking show in That's Regina at the exhibition. So of all, of all places, I'll probably eh? get to that. Uh, probably get to the French toast making uh, one of these days and get home again. Because doesn't really help, though, is that because um, we're going away again on Wednesday, which is today. So when you yeah. guys listen to this, some of you will be in the air on a way to america going to texas we're going to do, go to the bullfights cover some action there at the uh, ultimate bullfighters bullfights yeah. with Luke kaufman brinson harris is going to be there taylor bells gangs back a, together yeah gonna be a sweet week so we're gonna go do that and uh what else we're gonna go to the nfr for a couple days man we're gonna go do a day of sports sports man i'm looking we're flying to, to vegas that. yeah we're flying to vegas going to the football game uh football game is going to be like a one o'clock start pacific time then we're going to uh uh, the hockey game that night. The, the Flames, Flames versus Golden in, Knights. Yeah, the Flames at the Golden Knights. We've heard good things about the Golden Knights production, so we've got to go see that. Then we'll be in NFR town for a couple of days. Probably be pretty tired by the time we get done at that hockey game, I'd imagine. We've got to really, we got to make sure we don't peak too early. It's a marathon, not a sprint, my friend. It's going to be a big day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, NFR, I think JB Mooney's going to show up big time. I don't know if he's going to win the whole thing, though. That's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be, yeah, I, I was about to say, I agree with your statement there. I think he's going to show up big time and win a bunch of money. I bet you, here's my hot take. He wins your top, top gun award. Well, if he does that, he's probably going to win the whole thing. I just don't know. I don't know if he's, I guess it'll depend if he's healthy enough, right? Cause he, he was got hurt and he hasn't, uh, you know, been going a bunch. He's kind of been healing up. So to get the, the rust knocked off and then really show up big, it's going to be, he, I bet you like almost anybody in the, in the pro fantasy rodeo and all the pools, a lot of folks are going to pick JB. And I think he's going to do well money in Vegas, but Stetson yeah. Wright's going to do well. Sage, I think is going to do well. Sage is going to be looking to get back on top again after missing. Uh, Stetson could win year. three gold buckles that at the NFR. Yeah. Yeah. He could be one insane, last could be time, insane so. feet. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, going to be cool. going to be cool. Uh, what else ways? Uh, uh, thanks to, to Dallas, thanks to our friends at Precede. Yeah. Getting us tested up. Stacy yeah. Meyer. <laughs> he stepped up in a big way with the PBR this fall and uh, helped us go down the road and get, 
keep uh, keep the Rona out of our PBR crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacy's got offices uh, all across Alberta, GP, Red Deer, um, Calgary here. So we got he got us hooked up with a couple of tests to so get across the border this week. So if you need any uh, any uh, testing of any sort, occupational health safety also sponsors uh, uh, and supports Brett Mania, Brett Name Mania, and uh, partners of Brett Gardner as well. So appreciate you, Stacy. Thanks for hooking us up with the test. Thanks for supporting the sport. Yeah, thanks for supporting the PBR. Uh, one other thing I guess we got to mention is we got a couple new uh, caps. Uh, Wacy's wearing one, the Toronto, the Big Smoke. It's got mm-hmm. that one in the mm-hmm. uh, in the. It's on the website now. It's in stores as well. Got some cowgirl shit kicking around. And what else? Yeah, check it out. Cowboyshit.ca. We got a Christmas is coming. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Get Don't forget. And then promo code Waste Ten still alive. It's alive. It is well, still so. alive. It hasn't been used much lately. We've been doing some Black Friday sales, but Waste Ten, it's still alive. Still alive. So check it out. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably pretty much it. Waste, you got anything else? No, oh, man, I think we covered it all. So it's a good episode. Hopefully everybody enjoys it. I guess one yeah. more shout out to our to our fo- our friends at uh, Circle Four yeah. Beverage Company. Thanks again for everything you guys do. And we cannot forget about our friends at Manscaped. Use code, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide from manscaped.com using code HUGEBUSH from us to you. Get the ball, ballsiest gift ever with Manscaped. And check out their new, uh, they've got some new body wash shampoo you basically get your entire stuff you can mow your uh mow your lawn you can uh trim the your nose crops your ear hairs wash everything they got chapsticks take care of your lips so if you're doing some smooching if you're under the mistletoe they got it all they got it all they don't have it you don't need it where you're getting some ranch water in you yeah okay thanks to our editor sean morton for always being there for us thanks for getting us through four seasons here's to the fifth season Storm Foe, as always, appreciate you. Love you long time. Love you long time. Love you too, Wacey. Love you too, Merry Christmas, you, everyone. Talk See to you again. Uh, <laughs> talk to you again on the fifteenth, I guess. Whenever that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See y'all. Thanks for thanks for uh, tuning in. Bye bye.